This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. This is Radio Free Cybertron, episode 725. I am Brian Kilby. Uh, with me this week, we have Matt yawning. Hello. We uh, speculated that in pre-show that you've started sleeping during pre-show before you show up, which makes you smarter than everybody else. Um, I try to sneak in like an hour or so of sleep a little earlier, but not directly before the pre-show. I used to sleep before the pre-show years ago and i miss doing that i need to figure that out we also have chris chris is here Hello. who was out last week because he didn't want to be part of the nft conversation i do want I to was say the smart one last week i do want to say i do want to say <laughs> uh if you're somebody who watches the show live or on youtube <laughs> we're sorry youtube is really for live streams we don't i don't really use youtube for uh anything else other than live streams if you want to go back and watch something do it or do it at our website tfradio.net um <laughs> Because I don't edit the podcast heavily, but it was a complicated topic, and I was heavily medicated last week. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not. That's, I'm not saying that as a, a crutch or it's. But it's the truth. I was heavily medicated. It was not a great week to talk about a, a complicated topic like uh, NFTs. But I think when in the edit, everything came across pretty clearly and actually sounded pretty good. I went back and listened to it a couple times to make sense to make sure that it made sense. But the live the live stream version of it, no, please, please don't. No, nope. Chris dodged a bullet with that one. I knew, I knew what was going to happen. I specifically left the NFT stuff out of the news desk I posted before the show last week because it's just too complicated of a topic to like engage with in short form and without drastic preparation for a podcast. Oh, yeah, and there was no preparation. And uh, Scotty from TwinCast had pointed out um, on Twitter that uh, Brian Golden, uh, the CEO of um, uh, Tasbro, that they're basically investigating, uh, you know, the opportunities with that. And that's sort of what I assumed, but I didn't know for a fact that's what it was, because honestly, I just didn't go back and look before. Yeah, and I think you were on the right track with one of the things you were saying during the live discussion last week. Like, their investors have heard, you know, the NFT buzzword stuff and came at them with it, probably. And just as a way to satisfy them, yeah, we're, we're forming an investigation committee on that. And, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what their findings are the next time we convene, etc. And then probably nothing will actually ever come of it. Yeah, I mean, if they're like any other company, uh, instead of really doing a lot of that stuff internally, now that I'm more clear-headed, I would just say, I'll say this, probably paying a consultant to tell them what to do. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about other things. Hey, Don. Please. Hi. <laughs> uh, Rob. Hello. Uh, John. Yo. And you know, Diecast, I know this someone's not here. Diecast isn't here. Diecast has refused to participate in the podcast until he receives his Unicrons. So we'll see him just shy of never. Yeah, well, maybe. So uh, he, reminder, plural. Uh, yeah, he currently has an estimated delivery date of Friday. So that doesn't mean crossed. FedEx is actually going to deliver them. Hey, hey, Brian, I'm. I'm going to say the one thing that I know from a Avengers meme. What? Don't don't give me hope. Oh, hey, actually, since you guys are the right audience for this, FedEx had a delivery for me today. Uh, so this weekend is Mother's Day weekend. Uh, for Kim and the family. 
I had some G- uh, Giordano's <gasps> shipped in. So, oh, nice. Yeah. nice. You are a good family man, Mister Kilby. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that came in today. It, yeah, in refrigerated boxes. It was still very cold, not quite frozen, but it's fine. I threw it in the deep freezer. It'll be fine. So yeah, totally cool. Okay. Uh, Don, have you looked at the show notes? Oh boy. Uh, no, I have not. I, I, I'm trying to keep as few windows open as possible. Brian. Okay. So I have, I'm not jumping to the news yet. Just, I'll let you okay, know. I'll say, I'll say, I'll I, say news when we jump to the news. Okay. I'm sorry. I just was a little excited. I'm picking, last Don. Week. I'm picking. <laughs> You know, it's I come off I come off a long couple of days at work. I'm excited about something. Oh, you're not excited about anything that popped up this week. No, I'm I'm trying not to be overly excited because I'm tired. Don't want to use up that energy. You're like you're like uh, you're like an alpha male lion. You you know you just everybody knows that you're the boss, but you don't want to like burn up too much energy. Actually, like getting excited. So I'm razor claw. Yeah, there you go. Or I, was, okay. I mean, I mean, you know, look at that luxurious, thick, full, beautiful mane he has. Yeah, I was thinking like Lyo Jr. <laughs> but yeah, I tell you what, I'll take being Bantor. Uh, yeah, I'll settle for Bantor. being Bantor. Uh, hey, so um, I, people are always, uh, you know, John talks about a lot of the stuff he gets on eBay, uh, and it, people are interested in what we collect. And a couple things popped up this week on eBay. One John had shared, and I'll let John share that, and something that I had actually bid on. What John had shared, one, made me sad for two reasons. One, it was a lot of money. Two, it's like totally in my wheelhouse, and I would have totally it bid is. on it, too. Yeah, I saved your marriage. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, and you never know, it might pop up again. So what Brian's talking about is, I believe this is a first print. This is the first edition uh, sleeve, the first release of uh, Transformers the movie 1986, um, a sealed, still in the in the shrink wrap uh, specimen of that VHS was on eBay within the last week um, and in incredible shape for all things considering, again, this is a VHS tape with a, uh, you know, a, a paper stock sleeve shrink wrapped. It's um, decades old and it's in relatively pristine shape absolutely pristine shape i couldn't even i couldn't even believe what i was looking at i i I, my mind it took me days to accept like this could be real um because it just doesn't make sense that something would survive multiple decades and be in that shape of course of course that's real i know it's real but but it's like in my head it's like that what huh so um it went for over $400. I think it went for 430 to be exact, uh, plus like $10 shipping. And uh, yeah, so I, I mean, these things, these things still exist. I don't know how many in the world would like fit the C95, C98, probably C95. Um, C10, uh, yeah. case fresh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was like crazy <laughs> and sealed. Unbelievable, but yeah, this this is definitely something that Brian would have um, talked himself into. Oh, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would have, I would have been in contention for it. So the thing is, that's within spitting distance of what I paid for my sealed copy of the Hill Crane laser disc of Transformers movie from Japan, and mm. I don't know that there are many, if any, other sealed copies of that out there. But you got to yeah. imagine this this VHS edition. As many copies were made, there are other sealed 
editions out there. I don't uh, know. Yeah, I would think there's uh, like a case or some kind of like, you know, warehouse find at some point, not, not recently, but in the last 30 years. Um, so there's probably a few, it's always a question though, is if they hit the market, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a house, it's like the housing market. There are no houses for sale. So, I mean, they probably exist. Uh, it's just a question of like, well, you would think if somebody has one and they saw this auction that, um, you know, the gears are turning in their head. So you might have, you might have a shot yet, Brian. Yeah. If, I mean, if I saw that pop back up, I would be very tempted to bid on it. Um, so something similar though, that I had bid on. So everybody knows that I've been collecting the, um, uh, St. Louis McDonald's happy meal toys from 1985. And you know, they're very, they're very rare. There's about 24 to 28 variations of them. Um, the one thing I've got a couple, I've got a few seal, two or three that are still sealed in the little baggie. The one I don't have though is a, is a, is a happy meal box. Uh, you know, it was, it was a test run toy one. Uh, so it was only available really in one market, uh, a set of toys, you know, those are hard to find. What is, is even more in common are the boxes and one popped up on eBay, uh, a little over a week ago. Um, so I, I found, um, I found out about this through a search, but it also got shared on a, a group that I'm in and most of the people who are interested in that box actually are in the group that I'm in. So I actually know at, I know at least one of the, the, the other folks that were bidding on, on this box. Uh, so the box, one side of it was um, Transformers. The other side was My Little Pony, which tells me that there are My Little Pony toys out there that were also part of the test market at the same time. And I'm interested in that. Um but the, uh, the the rarity of this is, is pretty insane, way less than what you would ever find with the VHS of Transformers the movie. Um, one other collector of these toys pointed out that he'd only ever come across two in his entire collecting life. And, you know, there's speculation that I totally bought into that this thing would probably go for over $1,000. And I was not willing to go that high. Uh, but I did bid it up to $656. <laughs> Matt's face, man. Matt's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So part of the reason was I, you know, got a little excited in, in bidding against somebody that I know in real time, not knowing at the time it was him. And two, at that point, eBay goes up by increments of $10. So the person who outbid me would have outbid me at $666. And I just thought that was cool. <laughs> So that was that was my max bid. The thing sold for six hundred and seventy six dollars. Oh, so close! So the thing is, I, what happened is, uh, I think it was Crazy Steve, um, in, who's in the same group, our friend Crazy Steve, had found where a lot of these had actually sold in the last year or so. A lot mm-hmm. of six, which says that there are is probably like three times as many of these as we. <laughs> at least three times as many of these as we expected. So basically 99% of the people who would be interested in this item are in that group and actually saw that. So fortunately I was outbid at the last minute, probably by somebody who's not in that group. So yeah, I, I dodged a bullet there, but I, if I had, if I had bought it, I would have, I actually did buy the frame for it already. (laughs) Yeah. So I've already, 
so the frame came in the in the process of bidding. I can reuse it for something else, but I bought a frame that fits the thing just on the off chance I'm sure that I want I'm it. sure you'll find another one and you can use the frame for it still anyway. Yeah, in another fifty years, so maybe not. Yeah, so uh yeah, so I yeah, I, I dodged a bullet with that. So <laughs> but yeah, that that stuff like that, I really uh just crazy niche things like that or I think of interest. So in in the in the realm of um you know antique transformers ephemera basically we've had over a thousand dollars spent on a shrink wrapped VHS cassette and a flattened piece of cardboard exactly in the last week well the cardboard yes. the cardboard wasn't flattened it was well, already okay, it was, flat it was, yeah it was still flat it was but still I mean, flat yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah. <sighs> No, but still, like that does not reduce the craziness of like it's crazy what has happened in the collecting world this past week alone. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I go back to the baseball card stuff. Um, in the past year, people's willingness to spend money on collectibles, like people, like you know, just like the average collector, uh, it's like what people are willing to spend is is just ballooned, and it's crazy. So I don't know. Hopefully, this will die down. And hopefully I'll be able to buy one of those boxes for like 50 bucks at some point, but uh, oh. probably not that. But, you know, hopefully things will become more reasonable now that people are going to be able to go outside and, you know, without fear of hopefully dying. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So anybody else have any crazy things they, they looked at or saw on eBay this week? Not that I want to make, this is not like a recurring topic, but this is just something <laughs> that's top of mind that I wanted to, to chat about. Yeah, no, nothing on eBay, but hopefully next week I'll have an interesting, uh, you know, direct collector-to-collector sale thing to talk about. That's cool. Okay. Um, Anybody want to talk about anything else before we go to the news? It's Don's favorite segment. (laughs) Ooh. Don just can't wait. Like... We need, like, 1930s news uh, music. Oh, no, I have to have to do that. I might have somewhere saved the um, the Muppet Newsflash intro. Uh, that, that's probably get us kicked off. What can I use off my pad here? <laughs> uh, what's this sound? Okay, that works. That's okay. That sucks. Okay, let's not use that. Okay, so the news. Hey, RSC News Desk one forty one. Uh, Chris posted this yesterday. Uh, title: The title is "Leaks Buzz Bot Bots and Jam." Um, lots of things had popped up over the last few days and Chris consolidated them nicely into this news it was, item. It was a, it was a very active weekend. It overall. was the bot bots ruckus rally though. Uh, you uh, really helped crystallize in my mind what that actually is. So it, uh, so it looks like those are going to be like accessories for bot bots. So do you remember with bot shots? Um, yes. Like they eventually had uh, larger sets that came out, which were like launchers for bot bots, and they were or bot shots, and they were um, vehicles they could click into. So Starscream came with like a core booster, and uh, there was an Optimus Prime that had a tractor trailer attachment. So mm-hmm. I think this is something in kind of a similar vein to that. Like you know, this is going to be a new price point probably, or it's going to take over the maybe fifteen dollar eight pack price point. Um, now again, this is all my speculation. We don't have any concrete uh, information on this, but this is the feeling I'm getting from this. So, like, we'll get a vehicle with one pack in, and then probably have five packs and singles still persist. But the art shows two vehicles so far. Uh, one of them is like an aircraft or spacecraft thing made out of a game controller. Um, 
the the silhouette of it kind of reminds me of like the the Sega Genesis gamepad, which you know, cool with me. Um, yeah. And then the other vehicle is like a race car thing made of a slice of pizza. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like the most durable race car around, being you know pepperoni wheels and everything, but you know, certainly enough to get you hungry. <laughs> But yeah, artwork for this was found um, through some store's inventory system or whatever. I don't know exactly how this was dug up, but you know, through the same process that a lot of this, the rest of the stuff probably came out. Um, it's low res, and we don't really know anything about where or when this is going to pop up. Especially the where, I think, is a good question since uh, last I checked, there was virtually zero retail support for BotBots anymore. I only see it at Target, mm-hmm. and that's pretty rare. Yeah, and lately. from what I've heard too, like Target has not exactly been eager to, uh, you know, keep that refreshed and up to date either. It's just kind of like whatever they have on hand, and then they don't bother. I, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, I think it's it's not the aesthetic of the toy. It's just I'm nervous. I I I worry that this is going to just be something that shows up for thirty seconds, then winds up at five below. Kind of like the the uh, Transformers, uh, Transformers, uh, Angry Birds stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's entirely unreasonable. Maybe not like five below, but like shows up for a minute and then is at Ross and Marshalls, and that's just it. I ended up getting a lot of the bot shots, and pretty. I think I actually only saw the Angry Bird stuff at at five below. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully this will be my my best hope here. Is that the the vehicle sets will be a new skew, and it will convince or trick places like Walmart to carry an assortment of bot bots again? You know, going back to the stuff that uh, I think we've talked about when it comes to how stuff is distributed, tricking Walmart into carrying the stuff is probably not far off from reality and how some of these things work. No, and I mean. We've seen Hasbro do exactly that before um, with the 2010 Generations line um, where they they recycled the movie skew over, which is what the stores wanted to carry and put gener- more generation stuff in it yeah. to get twice the amount of classics adjacent toys on shelves at one time, which otherwise the stores never would have agreed to. This is how my old company used to operate. And I don't think I'm sharing any st- uh, trade secrets by saying this but our assortments at the store level and we had about 2,000 stores our assortments at the store level they were so uh, complicated that they really only existed as um, columns on a spreadsheet nobody really knew exactly nobody at, knew exactly what each store had or what we were actually buying necessarily <laughs> what we were more worried about is just that the dollar figures lined yeah. up that we were mm-hmm. Uh, spending the amount of money that we uh, were comfortable comfortable spending, and we were going to get back in sales what we expected to get back. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, tricking is kind of accurate, I would say. I think so. That's cool. Oh, uh, let's see. Here. Yeah, I mean, I I'll buy one each of these vehicles, and you know, hopefully, we'll get like a second wave with some other interesting stuff. Yeah, a toilet tank, maybe. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> ooh, 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 what would be great is if there was some way you could assemble something kind of like the uh, 
um, the rescue rangers like Bleach, Blimp. Oh yeah. So, what's all this Target stuff? Um, it's Target stuff. Does this have anything to do with like Alabama or anything like that? Oh, okay. So, okay. So I didn't have the in any of the news coverage because when I went to investigate it, um, so a, over the weekend, among the other things that popped up was a reference to Transformers Alabama, uh, and it was. It came from a Canadian store listing. I don't know what store specifically. Um, so apparently what that turns out to be is Alabama was the code name for the uh, Takara import sound blaster. Oh, so are we getting that uh, domestically? No, because uh, the last time we got Canadian store data mining stuff like this, it, it just had all list- sorts of stuff in it. Yeah, right. Including like an SDCC set from like five years earlier. Hmm. like it's it's a thing the same kind of thing amazon does where they will take upcs and whatever from every product they can get their hands on and generate their internal codes for it just in case you know it needs to be sold through them you know it's just it's databasing basically yeah, it's like it probably exists in gs1 or one world sync and yeah, they just like ingested that. it and gen- yeah, and generated their own internal numbers based on it. You know, if it was, if for instance it was like Toys R Us Canada, like probably for their online presence that they have a marketplace function, you know, it would be the same purpose that Amazon would take in that data for and process it into their system. So it's just something like that. Yeah, cool. Um, it's also possible too because Toys R Us Canada does handle store exclusives that go to other places in the U.S. Like they might have been positioned at one time to maybe take that on as an exclusive there, but it never materialized, et cetera. There's there's various permutations of this, but uh, from what I was able to learn in researching it, Alabama is just that sound blaster and it's not anything new or when suspicious. is that coming out anyway? Unrelated. I don't know. I, I um popped over to Hasbro Pulse to look into that and like it's sold out over there which i don't know if that's just the pre-order stage or if it actually ever shipped it didn't ship so someday yeah okay cool so uh I'd, so i'd actually forgotten that was a thing until the alabama thing came up so so target has several things including a new buzzworthy bumblebee power charge figure that's not even new so it's um with the first batch of buzzworthy stuff, there was the um, Mega One Step Changer Bumblebee, which is a repack of an Age of Extinction big One Step Bumblebee. So this is a repack of the Bumblebee movie Power Charge Bumblebee toy in buzzworthy packaging. Um, there actually already is a stock image out for that. Uh, that's in the news desk post. Like it's it's a completely unchanged toy from the Bumblebee movie release, and it's just new packaging. But that was, you know, an interesting looking toy. And from the people who bought it, it sounded like it was actually pretty cool. So, like, it's not the worst thing to see get a second shot on the shelf. Mm. I mean, you might still want to wait for it to inevitably go on discount. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was one of those things uh, that I kind of regretted not picking up at the time, but also never cared enough about to go seeking out after the fact. And it will probably remain the same now, Mm. you know. Um, so more interesting with the buzzworthy stuff is uh, a listing we don't really know anything about, which is a Generations Deluxe Origins Bumblebee. Hmm. So we have no idea what that is. Um, popular speculation right now might be that it is a retool of the Earthrise Cliffjumper body. Um, 
in such a way that it would resemble the flying saucer car from More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, I'd be fine with that. Which I think would be possible to do with like an acceptable amount of retooling. But I haven't like dug into that concept too much. Um, it's another theory that's been floated around, which also makes some sense. Would be um, an alternate deco version of Bumblebee um, using the Netflix Volkswagen body shell. But right now we just don't really know enough of anything about this. Since there's a stock photo of the power charge Bumblebee already, and considering the short lead time there was. Uh, from learning about Buzzworthy in the first place and having that stuff actually show up in stores, uh, probably sooner rather than later, we will have uh, some expanded information on this. Uh, so apart from that, there's three mystery entries. Um, so these are not connected with any existing known toy line right now, but there's entries for um, Optimus Prime and Megatron figures, which are $50 each, which implies leader class or something you know, adjacent to that yeah. in uh, parts count and volume. Um, and a $40 figure assortment with no further details. That's weird. And that could, that could be literally anything. It could be like a new size class for Cyberverse, for instance. It could be a giant red figure that somehow Target has gotten their hands on to carry. Oh, I you hope know. not. I mean, it's probably not that because of Red's uh, general exclusivity with Walmart, but like you know, it's it's the possibility of the kind of thing this could be. It could be literally anything. I right never now. actually considered though a, a large not not that we're going there, but a large red figure like where they do like a deluxe version of a Marvel Legends. That's um, a neat so idea. There, there was a trademark in the last year or two for a non-transforming Metroplex. Hmm. Mm. Uh, and like, it probably is not this specifically but you know that seems like something that a jumbo red figure or something like that could fall into potentially but we're going a little afield here because that's neither it's nothing to do with any of this what don Uh, i was gonna say uh they did walmart did have exclusivity for red but so they also did for the defenders of the earth figures by NECA. i'm wondering if maybe there was a time limit on the red figures that we just haven't heard about yet possibly it's, well, it's also possible, too, they're exclusive to Walmart because Walmart was the only store willing to say, yeah, we'll carry those. So, t- time limit or not, <laughs> Target still mm. wouldn't want them. <laughs> uh, and I don't blame them because I don't want them either. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's, there's um, definitely some... There's more questions than answers with these three listings here, and it's another, you know, hope we'll hear about that kind of soon. Uh, the final thing in the Target list is uh, Kingdom Road Rage which is going to be a Target exclusive. Uh, so basically, it's going to have the role that um, Runabout did in Earthrise. So it'll come out sometime later this year. Uh, fortunately, the entry that exists for this right now does not seem to contain any reference to being a red card exclusive. So small favor, at least. Yeah. Yeah. On the other hand, it's not like, you know, that status can't change at some point along the way either. Uh, mm-hmm. Red Wing was not initially a red card exclusive, but you know, after a few hours of being up in general, they flipped the switch on that, and then it was a red card exclusive. So it's probably not a bad idea to buy this immediately if I see it up and it's not a red card exclusive yet. Do it. Yes. Well, and just the way target exclusives have been going, you know, I don't think it's a bad idea to just grab a pre-order the first moment you can anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Generally smart. Yeah. 
Not that Runabout was really that hard to get from Target's website once um, it started coming in stock. Like, I believe the pre-orders for that did go quickly, but then once it was in stock, it was not that difficult to actually uh, so that, catch that, order. That went up the same time as Thrust did, if I remember correctly. And Thrust uh, was nearly impossible to get, but Runabout hung around a little bit longer. Yeah, Runabout was a little bit easier. There was probably more of Runabout than there was Thrust. Um, but, you know, like just from my own experience, I was able to go in uh, January to Targets around the Nashville area and literally found about two dozen thrusts on store shelves between all the places I visited. So, mm-hmm. you know, findability for these exclusives kind of varies uh, given your area and in-store versus on the website. So, kind of wish I had bought some of those now because they'd be worth a small fortune. Uh, let's see. I hope you like uh, leaks for stuff that's not coming out for like eight months because we have uh, Wave 1 of Studio Series 2022. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, we do. <laughs> um, so this is split between Bumblebee movie stuff and Studio Series 86. So on the Bumblebee movie side, we have Deluxe's Brawn, Wheeljack, and Ratchet, which are all from the Cybertron scene at the start of the movie. I need to go back and remember. I don't remember what Brawn looked like. Brawn. <laughs> okay. It, it, yeah, it was, it was a humanoid shape in brawn colors and kind of like a dome head. Okay. I say it was a humanoid shape because like, you know, the Cybertron scene was created so late in the production cycle for that, that they didn't really have time to do like detailed specific models per character. So there was a lot of recycled assets between them. Mm. Um, and I don't remember ratchet being there at all. So, um, on the Voyager side of the Bumblebee movie, we have a sound wave coming out. And if you don't remember sound wave in the Bumblebee movie, that was a humanoid shape with a cassette door in its chest. So is that going to be John Bailey's first transformer toy? You know, that's a very good question. No, he was Optimus. Never mind. He was Optimus in uh, one of those uh, Netflix series or the go 90 series. Wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So never mind. But this is the first one that anybody would want because it's from Bumblebee. I guess. Yeah, because I... Um, so, the Machinima series, like, I don't think the Optimus in that was specifically tied to a particular toy that was released at the time. Was it not? I don't remember. I honestly I tried to block those out. No, I don't think so because, like, the toy that, the toys that were out at that time was the, um, the Power Mastery Optimus Prime. And then the G2 tanker truck Optimus Prime. And that's not the model that was used at any point for Optimus in that series cool. or those okay. three series. So this is really the first, like he was, he was the voice of um, Soundwave from that. There wasn't somebody else doing it before him. So wasn't he also Shockwave? He was also Shockwave, yeah. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, so on the Studio Series 86 side, we have Deluxe Perceptor coming out. Uh, Voyager Junkie on Junkyard and Leader Class King Starscream. Now, King Starscream was something that was originally intended for a Voyager assortment. It got bumped and replaced with uh, Bumblebee movie Thrust. Um, Thrust, in this case, being a green jet because they based its colors on Armada Thrust, which is kind of interesting, but I still don't want the toy. Um, mm-hmm. So, King Starscream is back in rotation here as a Leader Class. Um, from what I've heard about this, um, it's an Earthrise Starscream that has been retooled in the shoulders and wings, and it has a cape and crown. 
Uh, apparently, the retooling done has made the jet mode very strange, by which probably the they mean a mess. Well, I assume the cape comes off, but probably the changes to the shoulders and wings are making the jet mode kind of weird. Um, it's also rumored to come with a throne to bump up the mass to leader price point. Not like a cardboard throne, but like a, an actual plastic throne. I, you, gotta, you gotta wonder if the, if it has a cape and is a throne for it to sit in, they've, they've probably done something to the nose cone that folds over the back, too. Not necessarily. I don't know, that thing sticks out pretty far. But if it's um, you know, a cape and a throne in one thing, I would not be surprised if the cape was an attempt at soft goods again. Or uh, as we saw with Studio Series, uh, Dark of the Moon, Megatron, soft bads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think I could deal with a you know, redone shoulders and wings because honestly, nobody's getting a, a King Star scream with coronation gear to put in jet mode. This I mean, is true. I, I, I mean, I will for comedy. <laughs> it would be bad comedy. A bad comedy, yes. Yes, this is not a coronation. This is bad comedy. I hope it's not going to, but I hope that it comes with the um, other seeker face, the screaming one that you can put on so you can have him also be posed with Galatron killing him. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could just come with that as the default face. It's it's available and wouldn't be totally out of sorts, I guess. But, you know, and these are I the guess, dreams I have. And then I guess in a future, uh, Selects figure will come with just a, a bag full of dust. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that. <laughs> a bag full of dust, but Starscream boots also. Because those, those were left behind. And actually, in um, the Season 3 episode where they went to the mausoleum, Starscream's tomb was just his legs. Because <laughs> that's all that was left of him. <laughs> um, so, Junkyard is supposed to be a retool of Rekgar, which we're getting later this year. And then Perceptor will be something all new. <laughs> which, Headmaster gimmick aside, I, I have to say, like I feel like it would be hard to improve on Titan's Return Perceptor. Because that's a very good take on Perceptor already. Yeah. You know, we could be looking at, Chris, what we've talked about in the past with uh, G2 Smokescreen and Energon Starscream. We could be looking at a lot of the uh, conceptually the same from Titan's Return Perceptor to this, uh, even though it's not exactly the same mold. I, I mean, they could certainly reuse a lot of the engineering on it, but I don't even think they would need to really do that as like a, a corner-cutting maneuver, because uh, Titan's Return Perceptor's engineering is nothing complex at all. Yeah. Uh, Perceptor is among the simpler Transformer designs, like, just straight up. I think, like, the most complexity they would have in it is just uh, getting the the improvised tank mode to sit right, and even that's not really any kind of an effort, I don't think. No, I mean... What I'm hoping for is just something that kind of matches the Titans Return one, but does not have the Headmaster gimmick. I'd be pretty mm-hmm. satisfied overall if it was basically just a rerun like that, yeah. Also, now we've replaced the um, Energon Starscream uh, G2 Smokescreen comparison with uh, Combiner Wars Silverbolt. Okay, because yeah. apparently now everything is Combiner Wars Silverbolt, including uh, Teletran mainframe, even though that's that figure is very obviously like a deluxe in size. And actually has nothing physically in common with uh, Silverbolt besides uh, that it has like two legs and two arms. 
I mean, I, wait, 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 wait. I thought Smokescreen and Starscream were already combined on War Silverbolt just retro- retroactively. Oh, okay. I see. I see. That's where the confusion's coming in. <laughs> oh, man. That, that Starscream Smokescreen debate. I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> Our fandom, man, it just has gotten into some of the weirdest arguments out there. Uh, so the last bullet point we have here for this news desk. See, there was a lot of stuff that went on this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Project Jam, which is not to be confused with Jam Project, unfortunately. I wish, I wish it was a Jam Project crossover because, like, it would probably come with a CD single, and I wouldn't mind them doing another like brand new Transformers song again. Uh, if you're not familiar with Jam Project by name, go listen to the Japanese opening for Transformers Animated. They sang it, and it's beautiful. Uh, just, Jam, just don't, Jam just Project don't, has never done a bad song. The song, do not believe the visuals, because if I hadn't watched Animated in the U.S. and watched the Japanese version based on the opening credits... Well, Don muted himself halfway through that, but uh, oh, I think, I think we can get where he was going with that. But, Don, the same thing happened with... Um, the opening that was produced for the Japanese dub of Fox X-Men. Uh, what was that? Cry for the Moon or something? With the vampires or something? Just, I mean, they produced a whole new opening visuals for that that had like basically nothing to do with the show, just like how Animated's dub had an opening with visuals not related to the show at all. It's just, it's just how it goes, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have seen like a Black Arachnia RC kind of subplot with them fighting throughout the series. But or perhaps just RC actually being a character in the show, or Ironhide, who was also featured heavily in the Japanese opening. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, back to Project Jam, rather than Jam Project, although anyone who's familiar with the band cannot blame us for wanting to talk about Jam Project, give them the chance. Um, so this is another uh, Transformers collaborative thing, and we don't have any clues about this because, aside from one conclusion to leap to, this doesn't give any like immediate hint like, say, Project Park or Project Bat did. Um, the speculation that's popular right now is that it would be a Space Jam tie-in, which I could see making sense with the new movie coming up. Um, but one supposed insider has second-handedly indicated that this might be a blaster tied with an unspecified band, which is probably not Jam Project. Um, although, you know, it could be. Uh, this is listed with the same price point that Expanse had, so it's probably a leader-sized toy. Um, and if it is a blaster, it makes me think that the Titan's Return mold could be a good jumping-off point for this because the base mode could easily be reinterpreted as like a concert stage. I'm not saying I necessarily want to have this happen, but I can kind of see like you know how one step leads to the next, and it sort of all falls together. Um, I, I can't really say that I necessarily want a Space Jam Transformer either. Yeah. Especially, especially since I'm, you know, a few crossovers or collaboratives in now, and the only one still that I actually like is um, Gigawatt. Gigawatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind what, of, what about uh, Ectotron? I thought you liked Ectotron. I think I like Ectotron just in terms of the idea of a transforming Ecto-1, but, like, I don't actually like it as a toy. Oh. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of selling mine. Hmm. And I'm just I'm just wondering if since the you know G1 blaster mold is in circulation recently, I'm just wondering if uh, Lincoln Park wanted one of those to go with their sound wave. See, now that's an interesting thought. Hmm. 
collaborative Lincoln Park blaster. I mean, and that wouldn't necessarily even be the G1 blaster toy. They could do that with the Titans Return one, have the concert stage mode and like little mini figures of the band. Yeah. Um, so this is not something I'd expect to hear like official word on or more clues anytime soon because these collaborative projects tend to get like leaky references like this and then go quiet for sometimes months before we get any more details. So this is just kind of one to file to the side and wait and see what happens. So Vindo is mentioning uh, LeBron being in Space Jam and the um, we have the LeBron masterpiece toys, maybe in Earthrise, Deco, similar. Interesting concept, although I'm not sure if they would go like full on collaborative with that. Yeah. I mean, I also, I also don't know if that's something that'd be like repeated by Hasbro because that seemed to be like a specific thing that was being done, um, you know, through licensing in Japan. Yeah. But I mean, the same licensing agreement, they could, they could basically arrive at this. I mean, they, because they have the agreement with Takara, LeBron might want that agreement in the U.S. so that, you know, his nephew or somebody else could buy the toy on, you know, on the, stand, on the toy shelves here. So I think, I think if, I think if LeBron wants his nephew or someone to have one of those not toys, to have LeBron, LeBron could probably like arrange yeah, yeah. for, not, not to have it, but to be able to say, you know, to go to the store and, you know, buy it, say it'd be available domestically. I guess I just, I don't know that like it would be thought of the same way from the other side of this equation. Yeah. Who knows necessarily. Hmm. And, you know, I, I don't even know if Hasbro would be interested in actually taking this on for that purpose unless LeBron cut them a very large check. <laughs> it would be the other way around. Yeah. Right, in which case I'm back to, I'm not sure Hasbro yeah. would even be interested in doing this. Yeah. No, I mean, like, with the Earthrise Optimus, I would not be opposed to seeing some of the more esoteric redecos that MP10 got revisited. Um, you know, 7-Eleven, Earthrise Optimus Prime totally would be an interesting thing for me. I was watching uh, a 7-Eleven recently on eBay. It went for less than I was, was expecting, but more than I wanted to spend. Well, that's always the trick, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Um, no, I mean, I'm, like, personally, I'm interested in the, the uh, Blaster Band crossover idea with this, just because, like, it immediately crystallizes in my mind how it might work. Um, the Space Jam thing, the best suggestion I've seen anybody come up with is the alien spaceship from the first movie as the alternate mode, but uh, like beyond that, there's no clear idea of like what toys engineering would be the basis or you know how any like what character it would end up being when it uh, is a robot or anything like that. Like it's just that's a lot more abstract right now. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. For whatever reason. I, none of the options that have been described so far uh, entice me that much. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree. Yeah. So, who knows? Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily mind the Blaster thing either, just because, like, I never got around to picking up Blaster or Soundwave in Titan's Return. And if it would be an interesting retool of that, it, you know, it's a way to get at least, like, the core engineering in a kind of wacky application. Sorry, Don. No, I just I just had a weird thought. They could take two airwaves and color them and put them back to back, and that'd be your basketball goal, your basketball court, and they transform into two different robots. Okay, I could see that. I guess sorta. Or they could repaint um, Haslab Unicron as a basketball. There you go. 
<laughs> well, see, and that's a, and see, that's the other thing we need to consider too. If it is a Space Jam crossover, this would probably finally be the first Transformers toy to officially come with the basketball that Kilby has been wanting with Optimus Prime toys for ever. No, that's to leave it out. Now imagine if the Space Jam Transformer turned into Optimus Prime and it came with the basketball finally. Hmm. Yeah. So fortunately, we are going to get that though from Super Seven. They find they love us enough to do it. So. Yeah, it just depends what hits market first, I guess. Okay. Anything else? No, that uh, that pretty much wraps up what we covered for the news from over the weekend. It was uh, it was a lot. Yeah. All at once. Yeah, that's pretty much all the news I think that we had. Nothing else really uh, showed up this past week. Not that I can remember. Nothing worth talking about. Yeah, the only other thing I can think of was the whole Alabama thing, which turned out to be a nothing of consequence. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, let's, I guess let's talk about what we got this week. Did anybody get anything? Matt? Uh, yes, thanks to the kindness of Headmaster Don. Um, I got my Marvel Legends Modoc. And he is absolutely just fantastic. I adore him. He, he's a really nice size, too. He comes with an, an uh, extra face. This one just, I think it just, yeah, just pulls straight off. You can swap out swap out his face. He has a closed mouth, too. Uh, right now, he's a big hollow figure, so right now his other face is inside his body to, to help balance, <laughs> balance the weight because he's pretty front-heavy. Ah, yeah. What, what with the uh, the tiny limbs hanging off the front, he tends to sink forward. So his other his other face is providing back support, and um, I managed to piece together my my Mister Hyde build a figure from the Shang Chi wave. Uh, Don also helped me by sending me the last part I needed for that, and Mister Hyde's like an important one. Like he is in the to me, the A list of the Masters of Evil, like he was on the team that you know destroyed Avengers Mansion in the in the Under Siege storyline. So is the Shang Chi wave? That's all movie stuff. Um, it's about half movie stuff, and uh, what is it, Don? Like, are there two Iron Man toys in there? There's the holographic yeah. Iron Man, the Civil Warrior. There is uh, the Gamer Verse. The Gamer Verse Civil Warrior. Yeah. yeah okay. The, yeah, the Don's got the Iron Man there. He sent me the holographic Tony Stark head because he didn't want it. And three or four Shang-Chi movie wave toys. What do you do with the movie stuff when you get it? You just toss it? I mean, I only got one of them. Okay. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do with her because that was the only way I could get the torso. All the other parts came off eBay. The only movie first toy that I remember you wanting uh, or anybody really wanting, well, not anybody, that's a terrible thing to say, that you want would want. Was that uh, Avengers Assemble Captain America from India? Yeah, the worthy, worthy Captain America. Yeah, yeah worthy. I have that. Um, U.S. agent tempted me, but they got his paint apps wrong, yep. so I'm going to pass on that. Um, yeah. So what are you going to do with the holographic Tony Stark head, though? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don just sent it to me. Oh. <laughs> he asked yeah, me I mean, if I wanted you know, it. Like, Maybe you, he sent it to you as a warning. No, I mean, the only reason I bought this, I don't care why Tony Stark's a hologram. I really don't. This is just basically mostly Secret Wars red and gold yeah. Iron Man. And it's classic red and gold shellhead, so I kind of wanted him. Well, and if it's Secret Wars then, too, shouldn't it be Rhodey in there instead of Tony? Yeah, I didn't read really see. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. It's it's 
it's Iron Man in the armor I like, so yeah. I'm happy. Secret Wars or Avengers West Coast. Yeah, so I've it's seen that. Brody. I've seen. Um, I've actually I've seen this whole wave in person because Walmart actually like supplied all their stores and street dated it, so the stuff was all out everywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the paint finish on that Iron Man. It looked too like shiny and painted. The Shang Chi mm-hmm. toys. The Shang Chi toys look amazing, though. Like the paint those detail do look on those. Really good. Are, yeah, I don't care about them at all, but they do look really good. Mm-hmm. But um, the the Mister Hyde is basically just Joe Fix It with some new parts. the 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 coat is a a different molded part, and the hands and the head. Um, I'm not crazy about the the bowler cap on there. I would have preferred the like wild mane of hair, but. I mean, the, the face sculpt is really good. He's got the, the jutting out jaw and the big bulgy bloodshot eyes. Like, they, they did do a really good job on this. So, mm. so Hasbro, if you're listening, you know, my, my Masters of Evil are growing, but I do need a Goliath Build-A-Figure now because I, I have... It's been a while since I've read Under Siege, but I have the Wrecking Crew. I have Tiger Shark. I have Mr. Hyde now. I am one Goliath away from putting my Marvel Legends Hercules into a coma. I need Goliath. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's all I got this week. Cool. Don? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Wow. Uh, Chris? Um... So I got my second rack tonight from Amazon because my fifteen or sixteen dollar pre-order came in. I also ended up with another air razor because I uh, decided, like, with the first one having like a stress crack along one of the wing hinges already, I thought I probably should get a spare. Um, but I don't think I got anything like one hundred percent new, which is partly why I'm not on video because I have nothing to show off. Um, Next week, hopefully, I will have something interesting to show. But like for right now, I think I think I'm pretty much just like getting duplicates for expecting things to break. I, I ordered a second Jazz off of uh, Amazon Warehouse Studio Series Jazz, uh, just so I'd have a backup for when the roof disintegrates on the one I have open already. For instance, hmm. kind of hating that I'm getting into a habit of this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't really have anything to talk about this week. Cool, Rob. Yeah, I got a couple of things. Uh, I got, well, um, I was trying to send uh, Wheeljack64 Kingdom Inferno for his birthday. And I ultimately did succeed at that. But the first time I accidentally sent it to me instead of him. So I have Inferno and it's really nice. It does. uh, It did not need any initial modifications the way Grapple did. And it is the same good mold and looks really nice and there's just because it is the same mold there's not too much to say about it at the moment uh but yeah it's decent and i also got kingdom ultra magnus who is equally you know mold wise pretty known quantity but it is just all the little things that i did not like about the siege one are mostly dealt with and that is that is nice so I, I'm I'm really happy to ha- I have them both, but you know, in terms of like engineering or you know anything like that, they're not exactly a revelation, but they're just really nice, solid figures. And that's pretty much it. Cool, John. Did you get anything? Uh, yeah, I got a couple things uh, just real quick uh, off topic, but um, one of them is quasi on topic. It's GI Joe. Like, hey, the sister brand of Transformers, sort of the forgotten sister. So I got. Um, not one, not two, but three 
pre-orders successfully shipped from walmart.com. So dreams do come true. I got the uh, wave three figures for the retro uh, line, which is uh, Duke, Cobra Commander, and Lady J. Two of them, all three of them arrived in separate boxes. um, So they caught whatever pulse was suffering from. And um, two of them arrived in great condition. And Lady J arrived in, um, I would say, like, C obliterated, if that's like a ranking, like C negative 20. But um, I don't keep them on card, so it's sort of fine. I, I would like I, I would like to think that I had a card in decent condition, but it's fine. It's cool. Um, I hope this line keeps uh, going. It doesn't seem too promising. They don't really nope. talk about it anymore. Um, so, well, at least I can say I have a complete collection of it, <laughs> however small it may be. So, uh, so I'll dive into those um, uh, this weekend. And then the other thing I got was from uh, Limited Run Games today. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, so I went in on this their mini. Uh, they, they sold out the Quick. day of release. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got their mini Astro City um, cabinet. So these are the... Um, Kind of famous if you Google them or you see any pictures of like Japanese arcades from the last 25 years. Um, these are the sit down cabinets that you can sit and play uh, for, you know, comfortably 12 hours straight if you live in Japan. <laughs> it's kind of what you do in the arcades. Um, very famous, especially for like fighting games um, as one of the real dominant genres you would again, sit down and just play and play and play. So they did a, they did a mini version of it. I haven't unboxed it yet. It's pretty, it's pretty sizable. Um, so, you know, I'll have to take some measurements and stuff and, and talk about it next week. I assumed it was about the same size as the Neo Geo cabinet. Or the, it's definitely the, the original, the small one. How big is yeah, it? Yeah. Either the, either the packaging is more like generous or it's bigger. One of the two. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it comes with uh, 37 games. Um, some real cool ones in there, actually. Um, Golden Axe, Golden Axe, Death Adder's Revenge, Shinobi. Um, it's got uh, Virtua Fighter, which is fun. Um, lots of stuff. But most of the games you can play without um, a uh, you know fluency in Japanese, of course, you can get by. But uh, but I'm really looking forward to uh, to opening that and and getting into that. Yeah, that that sold out. I was I was going to pre-order that and uh, did not get to. So congratulations. Thank you. Anything else? Uh, I think that's it for this week. Cool. Um, so I got a few things. So first and foremost, I, my favorite thing is John had designed a new shirt and I ordered it immediately. Uh, crap. I didn't fix the orientation on my screen, so it's reverse. But it's uh, in the Ninja Turtles logo sort of design. It's a middle-aged mutant toy collector. Even my wife thinks it's an awesome shirt. So <laughs> I love it. And it's, it's pretty great. cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's uh, gotten a lot of great response online. So if you want to get that, you can get it at uh, tfradio.net slash shirt. Sure. Support the show. Wear yeah. a cool shirt. Yeah. So it's a weird week for stuff I got. Um, nothing too crazy. I've been interested, especially after not getting the Happy Melt box, just in general Happy Mill stuff. So I bought a complete set of the Armada Happy Mill figures that I missed out on when they first came out uh, sealed in the baggies. I had, I have some of these and I think most of them are loose, but now I just, I got them all in a bag. So it was cheap. It was like 10 bucks. So, you know, nothing crazy, but um, 
So I didn't talk about this last week. Uh, I got the replacement this week. So I got my second Ultimate Expanse uh, figure. Not that the toy is that great. The box is beautiful, but I did want to open it, and Target has it on clearance. Um, but the thing I didn't talk about last week is um, I had ordered it, and it was stolen. Um, I'm not certain why it got shipped. Oh, fun. Yeah, I, got, I don't know why it got shipped to my old address, but it did. Because other stuff I've ordered from Target has been shipped to this address. So, uh, But it got shipped to the old address. Uh, I went by and I found out that instead of somebody moving into my old house, uh, they're actually, which is what people do at this point, they're buying it and they're renting it. So, um, and no one's actually renting it yet. They're showing it. Um, so I went to, to, to what was my old porch and it wasn't there. So I contacted the rental company and they uh, gave me a temporary code to get in. And uh, the next day I went back and went in the house and just felt weird that, you know, it was, it was my house and it was empty and it looked different because they've done some work in, inside and changed things around. Uh, but I saw the box there in the living room and I picked it up and somebody took the toy out. So um, I contacted the rental company and they said, sorry, can't do a thing about it. And uh, some people online told me I should check with Target. And I'm like, yeah, it did go to the wrong address. I didn't intentionally send it there and i don't know why i've tried to delete the address and i just you know told them and they immediately refunded the the cost so went ahead and ordered that one so you know i'll open that one eventually the box is a little more banged up than my original so um i was telling don about this last week um this will look pretty nice when it's displayed i'll need to clean it up a little bit i know that there are tricks to uh de yellow certain types of plastic i don't know what about transparent plastic but there is some yellowing on this but it is a uh it's like a display store display i guess of uh a disney afternoon um kellogg's uh toy promotion so characters from rescue rangers ducktales gummy bears and tailspin and was gummy bears disney afternoon i only watched it yep. on a saturday yeah it ended up there Okay. For a while. So are those, uh, so what was, did you look up the promotion, Brian? Are those like, were, were those in the cereal boxes or were they mail aways or what? Um, they come carded. So you, I, I'm assuming they're mail aways, mm-hmm. but I've heard, I thought Don or somebody said that they thought they were actually in the cereal. It would take up a lot of volume in the box, the individual cards. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, they were cereal premiums. Um, uh, because I remember getting one out of a box of cereal. Was it one or a set of four? I want to say it was one. Okay, but that I, would make I, sense. Maybe, right size. I may, be, I may be misremembering. Yeah, what I, I see, what I see on eBay, I see a couple of these, then several sets of four. That's like a mixed assortment of the different mm-hmm. uh, cartoons. Um, they're uh, I, they're displayed by theme or by show um, in your thing here. Yeah, each row is a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mixed in the in the four packs. So pretty neat. Yeah, I don't I don't really know anything about it. I saw it though and I like I, I love all those shows. That will look great <laughs> on my wall. Oh yeah. The Gizmo Duck especially. I was a huge Gizmo Duck yeah, fan. Yeah, I, I was too, yeah. Would doodle him all the time. Uh so yeah, that looked really cool. Um this is some two two more things, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the video game stuff. Though I did go crazy with uh stuff on the Microsoft store this week. Uh picked up an Xbox Series X worthy purchase by the way if you can get one um 
it's the Xbox All Access deal. It's awesome. That's the way to go. Uh, but I saw this on our buddy Vice Grips X, his Twitter. He got it on. He, he got his on AliExpress. I got mine somewhere else. And I'm not really familiar. If Diecast was here, he could he could elaborate a little more on this. Maybe one of you guys can. It's a third party called Black Mamba. Does anybody do anything about them? In the abstract, yeah. What can you tell me? Yeah. Um, mostly what I know them for is uh, oversized knockoffs of both official and some other third-party stuff, and then sometimes the um, official stuff that they bootleg, they also do modifications on. Uh, they're well-known for, if I remember right, like an oversized Nitro Zeus. Yep. I, I had so, a lot of changes. I Yeah, I, I was familiar with that. That, that Yes. Yeah. So done. it's stuff in that vein. Done. What, what? Oh, uh, there's, there's some, there's some credibility to what's been said that they are Yzhang or a, or a subsequent branch of Yzhang. Okay. If that's the case, I know Yzhang did some original stuff as well. So this is an original figure as far, so far as I can tell. It's actually a combiner. It's a, it's a five part Constructicon set. Hmm. And it's missing Bone Crusher. It does not go for, uh likeness or complexity it is these toys are very the term we like i like to use is toyetic these break down into cool little toys that your kids would like to play with and devastator combines into an incredibly solid uh mostly unposable <laughs> uh decent likeness of devastator but it's sort of a um Chibi's not the right word. It, it's more, it's more simplified, and uh, just generally more. Uh, it's it. It looks like more like a generic toy line that you would find at a big lots or a Dollar General or something like that. But it's really neat. I really like it. And honestly, I think I think you know AliExpress for like fifteen bucks, and it's worth that. Hmm. He looks like Devastator merged with Onslaught or something. I don't know. He's he's Combaticon-y <laughs> in a way. He's stocky and thick. Yeah. Uh, um, he reminds me of a Combaticon. Pull one of these arms off. It's Nick's master. Um, <laughs> so it's just super simple. The uh, Let's see here. His uh, The front of his legs pop open. You, the hand slides back inside. That sounds horrible. Uh, they say it out loud. Um, there's no articulation in the legs. There's no articulation in the arms except for outward, uh, but when you push his arms in, the head goes down, and it just makes like a cutie, cute little, uh, you know, cement mixer. The um, kind of like the. Go ahead, Don. Oh, kind of like the uh, crash and combine. Yes, that's a that, that, yeah. I, I I see that. Yeah. And I was thinking like it reminds me a lot of like how a bot shot worked. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mattel would call that retro play. That's a feature. Yeah. I get right? that. Yeah. I like the, that. Um, the sword it has also looked like it might be a bootleg of um, the sword from Power of the Prime's Nemesis Prime. That one that turns into a bird thing. Oh. Uh, it does have a chicken head. <laughs> Wasn't even thinking about that. Uh, let's see here. I mean, that one may not actually have the parts to transform. I don't know, but no. it certainly looks like that design. Okay, so it does look like it does. Okay, so. Yeah. Um, I don't want to break it. That looks like. Uh, I don't care if I break it. 
there's a definite there's a pin there. So there's definitely a joint. Oh. Um that, that right there. The, yeah. Makes it I think burn. I think the blade might swivel so the wings are level then. There you go. Yeah. So they did bootleg at least one part of that from something else. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, for the price I can't you can't beat it. Um I like it. It it's a toy you could hand to your kid and honestly they're not gonna break. So it's pretty cool. You gonna um, test that? No. For us? <laughs> Well, Kim, Kim, so I think I mentioned this before. Uh, Kim uh, loves shopping at a couple little boutique stores that are in the area, and they, they get a lot of their stock from AliExpress, and they'll charge $35 for a shirt that they get from AliExpress for 5 bucks. so she's placing a big order from AliExpress. If she gets me one of these for 10 bucks, the kids will each get one of them. Hmm. Um, last thing I got. It's incomplete, but it's it's a vintage uh, G1 Sound Blaster. Uh, we were talking about it recently, and I'd forgotten that it comes with a uh, slightly retooled buzzsaw. Is it even retooled buzzsaw? Uh, it's. I think it has some. I think it has some additional lines or something in it, or maybe the. There's definite. Maybe not. Maybe not. But there's def, definitely a difference in stickers. Um, mm-hmm. That may be what I was trying to say. So if you remember. In Headmasters, they have to rebuild sound or sound blaster from old parts. They in the as a new parts to create new sound wave. <laughs> um, it has the stickers on it. That that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, it's got the little sound wave sticker on it. So, oh, that's Fortress Maximus, actually. Is it? Yeah. Shoot, you're right. So yeah, so um, sound blaster has the buzz saw with the Fortress Maximus sticker, and then um, Twincast comes with one of his cassettes. I don't remember which one, but it has a Scorpionox sticker, and the idea is it's the power plants for each of them that shows their like secret weakness. Yeah, no, that is definitely totally Fortress Maximus. Okay, well, why do I know? And that was slightly reflected in a plot point in Headmasters, the TV show, where they're. Yeah. Trying to find Scorpionox weak point. Gosh, I was I, I just I just rewatched the episode where they rebuild him, and I could have sworn that's just where my brain immediately went. Okay, but yeah, so well, that's why I'm here. Yeah, thank you. This is um, but it's 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 missing like the battery pieces, so like the gun and everything. Uh, and but I just wanted another uh, version of this mold so I can um beat Ant and have more versions of <laughs> the Soundwave mold. Uh, I have the Encore version, uh, which was that the one that came with Wing Thing and uh, Enemy? Enemy, uh, enemy. enemy, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, th- so this one's slightly different. Uh, I mean, otherwise it's pretty much the same toy. I haven't pulled that out and looked at it in years, but I don't really see, th- see any differences. It's a little beat up, but it, it's it's fine. It's it's in better shape than my. Uh, well, I don't I don't have a childhood sound wave, but the ch- the sound wave that I've had for like twenty five years. So. You know, it's not bad. Mm. So, yeah, I got that. Uh, I shipped my loot, or I'm trying to ship my loot. I hit ship on my loot today. So, I have a pretty big item coming uh, on that that I've been waiting on for months. So, uh, maybe I'll be talking about it next week. Uh, more likely, probably last week. So, or the week after that, I mean. So, I was going to be impressed if you somehow finally yeah, talk about it last week. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough caffeine. Let me fix that real quick. Hold on. Carry on. <laughs> but but it's your segment. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> one thing I one thing I, I mentioned the medication that the doctor put me on. 
Another thing he said, he's like, I need to cut soda out completely. And I'm like, oh, no. about that. I don't, I can't do that. But I have cut back my intake of caffeine and soda by 50%, replaced it with water. I'm yeah, trying to now work. you're only taking in the amount of caffeine that like three normal adults three do normal adults one day. Do, yeah. So, um, is this my first energy? This is only my, this is my second energy drink for the whole day. Oh, wow. nice. Yeah. At, for, at almost 10 o'clock. I can't believe you're conscious. I know. So, uh, but I am, I'm working through it. You know, th- thing is though, last night I slept so well. Well, yeah, I'm not surprised. It was amazing. That's I fine. Once, once your body adjusts to the lower caffeine level, you'll be back to your crappy sleep quality again. I woke time. up so refreshed this morning. Like for whatever reason, I say I slept well. I, I literally woke up like 10 times, but when I woke up this morning, I just felt refreshed and it was amazing. It's like, this is yeah. what it's supposed to feel like. So Chris, Chris is right though. It won't last. Take it from me. <laughs> yeah. I've tried several times. I, I mean, I have given up again. caffeine on at least three occasions. It's been years. And it sucked, but I don't remember what it was like. But it's awesome for a while when you start drinking it again. Yes. Oh, like <laughs> I remember. I remember the first time I gave it up. It was for six months, and like I could get jacked by drinking like a diet coke, and it was awesome. It's like I would have to pop three stackers or something to get that, you know, before. Okay. So uh, again, tfradio.net slash shirt. That would be wonderful. And of course, I want to thank our patrons at the Touch Tier, uh, patreon.com slash tfradio. Uh, we thank our patrons at this tier each week. If you want to get your name on the show, just uh, let us uh, just go and sign up. You can also be on our History on the Fives podcast. Uh, that's a patron-exclusive podcast. But if you're a touched patron, you can be on that show when we record each week. Uh, man, it would be awesome if all of our patrons were touched patrons. And everybody was on that show. And then we were just talking to each other. And people wouldn't even have to download it because they would be there. Wow. Yeah, I think I think if everybody was a touch patron, you'd have to rethink how this perk works. Yeah. So <laughs> uh thanks to Kevin Dorsey, Ryan Bona, Cheesy Patty, Emmett Stresovich, Rabbits, Hector Bones, Jonathan James, Nathan Sampy, Ness, Joey Russell, Jason Hiley, Mike Mallory. Jason W. Rye, Sean Hamilton, Jacob Owen Lucia, Sean Bratton, Spider Bob, Mighty Orbots, Nataku117, and Black and White Now in Color. Thank you all so much. You're awesome. We appreciate you. Uh, let's see here. I guess this is when we talk about how to find us. Diecast isn't here, but he's on Twitter at Diecast2, and you can find his reviews on YouTube at uh, tfradio.net slash reviews. And he's also on Facebook under Reviews by Diecast. Uh, Rob Springer, permanent hiatus. Poor one out. He's still alive, but you know, he's discontinued his podcast. But you can, find, you can find him at zonebase.org and on Twitter at Robo Rob Springer. He's got his own podcast now. It's like the Zone Base. Okay, so he is still doing a podcast. The way you said that made it sound like he had, uh suspended all podcast activities. No, no, no. It's just, it's just, it's well, just, fine, it's then. just not like Transformers only. It's like you know everything Rob loves. It's I like Pan. I don't Rob. think you can contain Rob to a he single top topic. Yeah, it, it's just too constraining for him. He would explode. Yeah. So he's at Robo Rob Springer on Twitter and at ZoneBase.org. 
Uh, I'm on Twitter at bkilby and on Instagram at Brian Kilby. And you can find other stuff that I do at briankilby.com. Chris, how do people get a hold of you? I'm on Twitter at chrisrtxv. I think I tweeted some Star Trek stuff in the last week or two, probably. I vaguely remember doing that. I just can't remember what it might have been. Um, what do I have on? Oh, yeah. I, so I tweeted um, from season four of Next Generation. There's the episode Suddenly Human where they find the, the human teenager among the alien crew because he got taken and adopted by an alien captain years before. And there's a line when Picard's talking to Troy because she wants him to bond with this teenager. And we know how Picard is with kids. And so he calls her into his ready room and gives this like really uh, practiced reasoning for why he can't. And she calls him on it by saying, rarely have I ever heard an explanation so well rehearsed. And I posted screenshots of that because I was watching that episode and I've always loved that exchange. I don't remember that episode. Interesting. It's a, it's a pretty good episode. It's um, like the third or fourth episode of season four. Interesting. Um, in syndication, it was often aired out of order. So you would go from Best of Both Worlds Part 2 to um, Brothers, and then you would get Family, which is the actual second episode of the season, has the Enterprise at McKinley Station on Earth. And then you would get this episode. So it was, it was a mess, the airing order originally. Um, but like the DVD sets and Amazon video and all that have it in the right order. So you kind of, you'd get this as I think episode three then and brothers is episode four. So it was all messed up in syndication, but you know, what else is new? Um, for more insights like that, follow me on Twitter at Chris RTXV, where it's, you know, spread out over a bunch of tweets instead of taking up five minutes at the end of the podcast. Uh, for my photography work, that's on social media on Instagram at Instagram.com slash play with photography or at play with photos on Twitter. Um, all of my like gallery work and things like that are collected at playwithphotography.com. Uh, I've also got articles and things like that there too. Um, and if you like the photography stuff I'm doing and want to uh, show some support and help me keep doing this kind of work, uh, you can do so at Patreon on Patreon at patreon.com slash playwithphotos for as little as $2 per month. Cool. Donald. Also, go get vaccinated. I did while I was not here last week and everybody should. Get vaccinated! I get my second shot tomorrow. Yeah, I actually uh, I saw on Twitter today that CVS across the country is doing walk-in vaccinations now, like everywhere. Vaccination? Nice. Oh, there's, no, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. You know, vaccination is not political in the sense that everything is political only. Uh, it, there's nothing. It, get vaccinated. My bro, I love my brother. He had COVID. I had COVID. He was hospitalized with it. But mm. it, it, for whatever reason, he has got it in his thick skull that, you know, there's risk for the vaccine. I mean, there's risk breathing. You know, it's, he, 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 you're going to be fine. You're safer. You're much safer taking the vaccine. Take the damn vaccine. Get it. We're never going to get back to normal if you don't get vaccinated. Exactly. If, if you had it, that's not enough. I had it. Get vaccinated. And, and, real, and realistically, just to possibly skirt the political if you think getting the vaccine is political this is a sign you need better sources of news in your life there please you yes <laughs> cool. done i can be reached on twitter at hmrc the number four evr cool rob and yes my parents uh, got their first shots today so i'm freaking thrilled awesome. um 
but yeah, I can be found on Twitter at figure reviewers and Rob flails. Rob flails is the Twitter for flail throughs my uh, YouTube channel right now. I'm still covering Gundam battle operation two, which is, uh, 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 free to play Gundam team shooter. Uh, this week they added the, uh, Z two, which is a bizarre Zeta Gundam variation sort of, and it's, fun to use put a couple of videos up with that this week already so if you want to check that out at youtube.com slash flailthroughs it's there uh if you like what i'm doing uh over there patreon.com slash flailthroughs is where you can throw money at me for it and of course uh there is uh t uh, formers tfradio.net slash claylist uh old memory files pardon me uh where you can just get me stuff from amazon if that's something that for some reason you would want to do cool Don's wish list at tfradio.net slash Massey Attack. And mine's at yeah, tfradio.net slash Chris List. I forgot about that. Diecast is at tfradio.net slash Diecast List. In fact, I'm going to add something stupid to Diecast List right now. John, tell us how people get a hold of you. <gasps> uh, that John D everywhere. What are you going to oh, add, Brian? I don't know yet. No, okay. Yeah, John, you need to, to draw that out a little bit more to give Kilby time to actually do that. Hey, what oh, I, I knew what I was doing. What should I, what oh, should I, what should I put on Diecast's wish list while he's not here? Can we say on the stream? Yeah, say it. Like, just nothing, like, <laughs> nothing horrible. <laughs> oh, oh, oh dang. What's the point? Then I pass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Chaps. A box of Miracle Whip packets. A serious question. Is there a thing in Transformers that he doesn't like? Um, I don't know. Seacons. <laughs> well, that's a little bit hard to put on the uh, on the wish list, isn't it? I put assless chaps on his wish list. I think that'll do. Yeah. Cool. Just I'm as gonna... long as he doesn't try to, you know, wear them on stream one week or at a convention ever. Yeah. <sighs> well. Cool. I mean, that would run afoul of you know um, decency codes. Like we don't really have that as such on the podcast like he could still pop up and surprise us before we got rid of him and i sort of saying a case of morton salt okay i'll add that too <laughs> um iodized or unionized uh, whichever costs more oh wow let's you know sort by price <laughs> cool okay anything else <laughs> um I mean, nothing really comes to mind. Oh, oh, essential oils. Put essential oils on diecast list. Oh, yeah, that's a callback. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, I forgot. I got um, Netflix Cheetor from Hasbro Pulse uh, this week. Uh, shows how much I actually cared about it. <laughs> cool. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Take care, all. Bye. This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at TF Radio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash tfradio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers internet radio show since 1999.
100% girlfriend free since 1999.